What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And today we're talking about emotional labor. Oh, so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) All these feelings. Sounds like a heavy, heavy thing, right? It does. I don't even know what it is yet, but I'm like, (laughs) struggling to carry it. As artists, it's the only type of labor we've done. (laughs) That is very true. You know. Should Uh, we kick it off with a quotable? Yeah, I think we've got a couple. This is from Marilyn Vossant? Savant? Voss Savant? God, I butchered that. I'm so sorry, Marilyn. Um, this is, <laughs> she's, she's for sure listening. <laughs> she's an author and playwright. Shout out to Marilyn. Uh, what women want is what men want. They want respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would so. definitely sure. agree with that. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> It'd be weird if we're like, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we want shoes. Uh, and then this one is from, I mean, you guys, is it just the, me or these names? You You thought? You thought. <laughs> This sounds like we're reading an iTunes review. This is like this weird, made-up <laughs> iTunes name. You thought. You uh, Burmese diplomat and secretary general of the United Nations. I should probably know who that is. Um, but uh, this quote is, respect for the truth 
comes close to being the basis for all morality. I love that. Very nice. I think that's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Shall we get into the definition? Yeah. I need to know a little bit more. I think we let those sink I know. in This was a helpster's choice. This yeah. topic. This is it. Yeah, shout out to Haley for the, for the recommendation. Very excited to dig into this. Thank you, Haley. So the term was first coined by the sociologist Arlie Hook. Again, the names today. <laughs> what is that? Hawkchild? 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 In her 1983 book, uh, Emotional Labor, as she uh, conceived it, referred to the work of managing one's own emotions that was required by certain professions. Uh, recently in the New York Times, it was defined as the duties that are expected of you but go unnoticed. Oh, oh, interesting. oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, Alberto, does that sound like all of stand up comedy? Um, according to Hawkchild, uh, the point is that while you may also be doing physical labor and mental labor, you are crucially being hired and monitored for your capacity to manage and produce a feeling oh my god yeah okay wow this sounds like what managers and agents have to do honestly is just like keep their keep their clients like in a in a docile space right like the management of other people's emotions and your own emotions Uh and like yeah we're like a baby like you have to like rattle something in front of our face to keep us from crying all the time i needed i needed attention from my manager this weekend and i had said like oh are you free to talk in the next few hours and she had a client at the oscars and she's like yeah i can call you when i'm going on my way over there and i'm like it's fine we don't have to you know that seems like a lot more than uh my feelings uh but yeah her whole job is just to like put out emotional fires yeah. Uh, yeah. of narcissists like myself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that must be a lot of pressure because uh, having that something very personal be like affect your you financially in a way. Like yeah. if you're yeah. in an office environment or any environment where you're constantly not knowing like, oh, I don't know what the boss is going to be like today walking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he going to fire everybody? He or she going to fire everybody? Is it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, oh, that living on edge like that every day. Oof. Yeah. Have you guys ever been, besides stand-up, been in environments like that? Yeah. My first oh my job God, was at a course. pizza place, and it was, like, run by two, like, quite frankly, like, verbally abusive uh, oh, yeah. husband and wife who were, had Jeez. moved from Chicago and were just very harsh. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, if they were too busy, they'd just, like, make you go on a delivery run and you're like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm an 18-year-old girl. Like, you uh, know what I mean? So yeah. you're just, everyone was very stressed. When I quit, they were like, can you stay? Because you're the only one who doesn't cry. Uh, <laughs> oh, which is not God. what you want to hear. But uh, oh. I think this can also be positive, too, is, like, sometimes people get hired just because they are... Um, you know, like they make the workplace a, a more like healthy, feel more yeah. positive, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. positive place and morale. Yeah, exactly. For sure. It's like, yeah. like, oh my god, have you guys been watching that Cheer show? Like, is it oh, Jerry? Navarro, college. Yes, I watched the whole Jerry. thing. Jerry on is the, is it is it Jerry? Jerry? He's the epitome of positive emotional labor. Yes. He carries that team I with his energy. Could not agree more. <laughs> is it a show? Good. It's yeah. a show on Netflix. It's, it's like real. Episodes. Show? Yeah, it's a documentary that follows um, this champion cheerleading squad in yeah. Texas, and it, it it's like bring it on, but in real life. Yeah, yeah. It's not like and cheerleading, like I mean, it's that too, but it's like acrobatic, crazy, yeah. freaking gnarly athleticism. I wow. mean, whew. you watch somebody breaks at least five bones every episode, <gasps> yeah, and I'm oh not exaggerating. Gosh. Every crazy. every twenty minutes, it's it's like real life. <sighs> 
jackass but in skirts oh, oh. yeah it's it is i didn't think i would get sucked in i'm like i don't really have a connection with cheerleading and third you know halfway through an episode i'm like oh my god who's gonna make matt <laughs> yes. that was yes. i saw the snl skit about oh, it yeah. and i'm like this is hilarious and it's did you see the snl skit no. it's ba- it's basically what you just said is like oh. it's just them going who's gonna make matt and everybody's Broken like in bones. cast oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy yeah and there's no there's no future for it. It's like yeah. you have those two years of this junior college doing it. And then, I mean, you can become maybe like a cheer coach, but you don't get to continue to cheer. Yeah. yeah. So these children are breaking their bodies and going through head trauma and all that oh, and for oh, like yeah. for two years. And then it's done. Yeah. Well, you could cheer for like the NFL or something, right? Do, do they have cheer? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different. It's not like this it's not level like of that. athleticism. Yeah, right. they're doing. I but. guess that's probably the majority of college athletes, though, right? Like, you have your college career, and then if you don't go pro, then it's like, now what? You know? Right. That, yeah. like, in, in between crazy, scary yeah. phase, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, or you go pro and you murder people like Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> there you go. Another great Netflix show. When you watch. really don't know when to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of different types of emotional labor. Yeah. <laughs> what, what we are learning today on today's episode. Uh, yes. Delaney, do you want to read the, um, the central role? Um, Oh, yes, I would love to do that. Um, (laughs) Our society commonly expects service with a smile across many industries. Teachers, nursing home attendants, and child care workers are examples of jobs requiring emotional labor. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so true. Yeah, any customer service, right? Uh, Flight attendants who are expected to smile and be friendly even in stressful situations. And the most common example... Yeah. Oh, sorry, are the most common example. Yeah. And during training, flight attendants are taught to smile genuine, genuinely, <laughs> emphasizing that this outward display of a good mood can't appear forced. Uh, attendants must be warm and cheerful even when serving passengers. Without the emotional work that flight attendants put in, many passengers would consider their service inadequate. Oh, and I can... Oh. There are so many yes. flight attendants who are forcing it. <laughs> Oh boy, are they? Yeah. Oh, I have run the most passive aggressive people are flight attendants on a bad day. I mean, it is crazy. How many, how many flight attendants have you had get on the thing and be like, okay, if we could all just, uh, board quickly, we are trying to get you out of here on time. So if you could just, just pick a middle seat, that's all that's left. Pick a middle seat. These are Southwest. Uh, just so angry or like when your suitcase won't fit and they're like, doesn't look like, uh, that's going to work. So maybe you'll check it. And I'm like, but I'd rather not. It's like, but you are going to, yeah, Yeah, I love, um, when you take off and right away, I mean, right after takeoff, somebody is already up out of their seat trying to go to the bathroom and you just hear this voice come over that's like hi so um yeah the the um buckle your seatbelt sign is still on so we really need you to take your seat and you just like, can feel them being yeah. like i'm gonna fucking kill you if you sit down right now like everything that they're dying to say like what the fuck is wrong with you it's, yeah i love that oh. i love that i'm always that person who See, gets up immediately oh for sure i push always. it i always push it i got peel time on there yeah See, I don't notice it that much because you guys fly way more, way more than I right, do. So, yeah. like, you know, maybe somebody who, like, I don't know, shops at Target once a week or something would be yeah. like, Target employees can be real bad. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you yeah, guys okay. are flying, like, almost every weekend. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd imagine just any kind of customer service industry is, like, 
you got to pretend. You have to pretend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. but us too. We got to pretend on stage. I yeah. lost my shit on Thursday in Spokane. Really? Uh, Sorry. Great not weekend my, in Spokane, sorry, by the way. No, they were all great. Like, I mean, it was like, it was literally one table. That's okay. it. Like, everybody else was great. The whole weekend was great. Um, but there was a table front and center that had been talking since they got their checks. And something happened where, like, the check drop was just super long the mm-hmm. first night. So I was already kind of dealing with that. And, like, once these people got their checks, they decided they were going to talk. And so there was this one guy, he must have been drunk, and he just kept talking. And I I let him talk for maybe like 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Before I was like, I mean, I will give people a while. Because if I if I don't have to stop the show, I won't. I feel the exact same way. Right? Where you're like, yes. if it's not affecting other people and it's yes. just affecting me, I will I deal with it. I can power through. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so blatant and so right in front of me that oh. at a certain point, I just did, you do the thing where you're like delivering jokes to them. They're not answering. And yeah. so finally, I just bent over and I went, all right, I'm just going to keep looking at you and talking to you until you realize I'm talking to you. Wow, you're still talking. You don't get it. Oh, yep. Your wife's tapping you on the shoulder now. You're still not looking at me. Wow, you really don't oh, give a fuck. Until security finally came over. Uh, and like, I was not funny about it. And then I just like forgot where I was for two minutes. You know, when you get so mad, you're just like, let me explain to you how comedy works. Like, just so <laughs> mad. And then I had to get back into bits. And oh, luckily no. I did, but it took a minute. Like, yeah. Dustin came out of the green room and afterward was like, yeah, it came out. Because I was like, this will be good. Like, she never gets as angry. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about not uh, not exuding, like, not doing emotional labor. I was just like, I, I think I said on stage, I was like, I don't have it. There's I don't have the so patience. Much you can do. There's, There's only, only so, so much. much. Yeah. yeah. So when people are like clearly furious in a customer service situation and yeah. keeping that smile glued on, I'm oh. like, you are a hero. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. people also forget too. like by the time you get onto that stage, especially that first night of the weekend, usually we've been traveling that entire day yeah. doing whatever it takes with our, our bodies to get to this stage. And so if somebody just like doesn't let us do our job which is the one thing we're there to do then you're like okay man like it's not like i rolled out of bed on 12 hours of sleep and just popped up here in a good mood like we need this to go well yeah this is the one hour of a night that i look forward to and the rest of the day i've been alone yeah yeah okay i always knew when it was time for me to leave a job if i was always on edge like a split second away from calling either a coworker or mm. a supervisor a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I knew I was like, oh shit, like I could say this at any second and I would not be able to hold it back. It's time for me to put my notice in. Right. Like, You're an so, HR risk. Yeah, I was, I was. I'm like that I seriously that happened a couple times. I'm like, oh, I have to go. I might wow. not be ready, but I gotta go because yeah. I am going to leave in a very negative way if I continue working here. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you need if you need if you need that as a I tool. I need this reference. So <laughs> do not burn this whole bridge. <laughs> you need to use that oh my gosh yeah i oh mean I, this is a perfect that's a perfect segue into uh how you know when emotional labor becomes toxic <laughs> yes so emotional labor can be toxic for the mental health of employees with disrespectful customers coworkers, or superiors so emotional labor applies when a waiter is told by their manager to be polite and friendly to a rude customer or more seriously emotional labor might be the work a person is required to do to hide their feelings about a racist or sexist comment in the workplace. Yeah. Wow. So that's yeah. going too far when, when people are 
expecting you to act like things are fine that really are not fine. Oh, right. Yeah. It's not just somebody being difficult to work with or peeing when they shouldn't on a plane. It's like, sure. no, this person's, you know, just making very inappropriate comments yeah. and you need to be able to say, albeit respectfully, right. that's not acceptable. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I have been in a situation and I think I eventually did the right thing, um, where I knew about certain harassment going on in, mm -hmm. in one of my places of work and the person wasn't going to say anything. And the person close to that person wasn't going to say anything. And I felt like so sick knowing about it and yeah. feeling like, if I say something, this can cause a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. But if I don't say something, then I don't know if this is ever, you know, going to stop and all that. And so um, part of when I left this job, I just told uh, I told HR in a, like an exit interview what was going on and what mm -hmm. I had heard and everything like that. I don't think anything was ever done, but no. uh, which is very sad and scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like they could have found evidence of harassment and, yeah. and nothing, wow. you know. So it's like when you also hear of things that might not even be, be directed at you, you just hear about it being directed at other people. And then you're in this like weird space. Um, and then you just have like all this hate towards this one person who doesn't know that you know what's going on and all that. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, terrible and if you've ever been yelled at at a job for any Ooh, reason yeah. either by a customer or a boss or a coworker or whatever that just that type of environment i mean that is so hard to get past and get yeah. over and push through and like if you are dreading going to that environment every day that is such a huge drain on your mental health and, yeah. and yeah. well-being i can't oh Dude, I one of my jobs. Uh, I was uh, a call, I worked in a call center, so you're getting a lot of calls from just like the general public. Not super mm. nice bunch all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I would in order to like actually kind of like get my anger out, but in a professional way, I would have to hang up on them and they and then say fuck you you know what i mean like i was still like yeah, i have out. to get it out but i can't get it out towards them let me put you on hold a second oh you stupid motherfucker <laughs> i fucking you know it might not have been the super professional yeah. for all my coworkers, but like that's the kind of stuff i'm like oh there's just no i don't i can't keep a lot of this stuff in yeah if oh, i'm yeah. unhappy it's very hard for me to kind of keep a lid on it you gotta like bring yeah. a pillow to work to scream into <laughs> and your cubicle yeah. take your little headset off you you know what movie is a great um, portrait of uh, negative emotional labor? Devil Wears Devil Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Love oh, it. That whole oh. movie is centered around emotional labor. And totally. what goes into that job that would not be on like the LinkedIn job oh, description yeah. Right. Yeah. to be Miranda Priestley's assistant. Oh, it's all yeah. of the, the berating and the, you know, the judgment. Yikes. Yeah. Oh my Yikes, gosh. Man. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Anytime someone brings up, your hair looks so good. I know oh, I told nice. you that the last time I saw you. If you're not on YouTube, uh, you're missing out. Uh, <laughs> it's so long. You have like you. mermaid hair. Okay. Oh, you're very sweet. Thank That's you. all. Um, Side my note. brother got married over the weekend, and so they did the whole hair and makeup assembly line of all the bridesmaids. So I have nice. 50 pounds of hairspray in, and I'm just going to milk it as long as I can. Yeah. yeah before really it turns into dreadlocks. It. it looks great. Um, <laughs> Okay, so emotional labor uh, plays a central role in our personal lives. When you feel sad, excited, or happy, your emotions don't just reflect your current mood. There are also powerful signals revealing what the people and situations in your life mean to you. For example, let's say your high school friend asks you to host a party with her. You agree, but find yourself soon dreading the thought of it. Mm. You cancel the plan. <laughs> we know this feeling. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> uh, you cancel the plan the day before. You know this is selfish, but don't feel very guilty about it. You mostly feel relief. What does this imply? That the friendship was not very important to you. 
Okay, Ooh. I agree with that. Um, the okay. disconnect between how we feel and how we know we should feel demonstrates the societal norms that dictate what to feel and when. Mm-hmm. Um, another example, let's say you're seen uh, off your boyfriend at the airport before he is gone for a month. He is distressed at leaving you and you are trying to match his level of sadness. This might be difficult if you actually feel excited at the prospect of your freedom. Hmm. Um, why do people force themselves to create the illusion of feeling emotions that they don't feel? Mm-hmm. People do this because they know that if they don't display the appropriate emotion, they could be scolded or shunned by other people. Oh, shit, I'm going to disagree. Wow with these things and switch them because here's what i'll say i think that if you don't want to host a party with your friend that doesn't mean you don't value the friendship it just means you don't like parties and i think (laughs) that's a possibility for sure for sure and i think if your partner is leaving for a month and all you feel is thank god i'll be free mm, i'm not saying you can't feel like sad they're leaving and be like oh it might be nice to have some time to myself i mean like if you're just like thank god a whole month <laughs> Time like, to potty. that's yeah. probably a sign that you you aren't stoked on your relationship yeah right? i think this is where like the whole uh, love languages can come in too where yeah. it's like yeah somebody hosting a party with their friend that might be an act of them showing their love but for somebody else that could be a, just a freaking huge nightmare that they don't want to do and yeah. they'd rather just like hey can we just go to like for coffee for a couple hours and catch up you yeah. know yeah. like i don't know i think um yeah i would i would agree with that yeah taylor that is yeah. interesting though to take note of like how often you're creating the illusion of emotions in your life yeah. in order to i mean i'm sure i do all the time kind of being a people pleaser and just trying to like look polite at certain yeah, times right but, yeah interesting oh yeah oh. um i can think of faking certain emotions when maybe going through like a breakup and i felt like i needed yeah. to be sad too yeah but i was really just like oh yeah. yeah yeah and i'm i feel sad for not feeling bad or i feel bad yeah. for not feeling bad about it yeah but i just feel relief yeah um because yeah. yeah you don't want to be like somebody's crying in front of you and you're like all right well i'll see you next time right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for coming by yeah <laughs> yeah toss some kleenex on their head right. totally. okay. so Bye-bye. i feel like there's a way to be respectful without faking you know yeah the yeah emotion or something yeah. right yeah yeah So emotional displays are currency our currency whose value fluctuates. In our society, feelings are often exchanged as gifts or forms of payments for favors. For example, hmm. say an intern needs help with a task uh, and seeks advice from an experienced colleague. The intern might pay the experienced colleague for their time by flattering her. Mm. But exchange okay. rates for emotional labor fluctuate. If the experienced colleague constantly spends time helping the intern out, her own work may suffer and therefore her advice will become more expensive. The intern may feel pressure to make his feelings his feelings gifts more and more extreme um for example he might take blame for a mistake uh made by his experienced colleague oh interesting uh so these examples imply how those in power receive more emotional rewards for those with little power emotional labor seems to be an unavoidable aspect of their lives so true where you just feel like so like if somebody gives you an opportunity and you feel so like indebted to them that you'll just do whatever you need to do to like pay them back or show your appreciation even if it's you know a a toxic situation you know yeah that's such like a such a gray area because you can't put a monetary value on emotional labor yeah and so I, i totally agree with that you see that in our business too like you see i know i definitely like try to be 
like overly grateful if mm-hmm. someone does me a favor that I can't like pay back. That's yeah. all you feel like you can give them. Yeah, your gratitude, and you right. have to tell them how great they are. Yeah, uh-huh, which uh-huh. you may very well believe, but you do right. feel a. a an expectation not even an expectation you don't feel like they expect it but you know like being on the other side of it from other people who are less experienced than you because there's always someone more experienced and less experienced than you in show business uh that when somebody you know lower than you or inexperienced at least uh asks you for advice and then says like how amazing you are you're kind of like okay that's (laughs) all right that's i mean sure or if you have somebody give you opportunities and then they have like something come out you like will promote it yes yes because you feel like you know social media currency social media labor that's a whole other thing that we could talk about which is like support i mean it is emotional labor yeah you're just you're publicly supporting people yeah Mm. absolutely yeah yeah that's true yeah very very interesting Uh, emotional labor and gender in day-to-day life women may find themselves doing far more interpersonal labor than men yeah Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what in a 1976 ucla study 45 percent of women said that they deliberately used emotions to get what they wanted (laughs) while only 20 percent of men said they did well you know that's unfair because we don't let men know as young boys it's okay to cry and even more so it's okay to use crying to manipulate people <laughs> and that's it just is not a fair. Tool. <laughs> Put it in your tool belt. It is useful. Uh, Hothschild uh, argues that women need to do these things in order to make up for their inherent disadvantage when it comes to power and status. <laughs> Boy, I feel like we just went to Mad Men real quick. I know, Jesus. Wow. Over here is... sobbing, trying to get something because apparently I'm making enough money. Sheesh. This is shown in the workplace where half of the jobs predominantly done by women are emotionally laborious, while only a quarter of those done predominantly by men require a great deal of emotional labor. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Yep, yep. I agree with that. That checks if out. If you've ever been like somebody's assistant, I would say yes. that's probably, uh, you know, depending on their mood and stuff. And like when you're working one-on-one with somebody like that, assisting their needs like personal and professional. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't can do, do a lot. I don't do well in those situations. Yeah. The, a lot of the jobs I had before um, doing comedy full time were like administrative assistant, receptionist type of jobs. Mm-hmm. And the one I had in Seattle was great. Um, and I didn't feel that way. But the one I took when I moved to LA for a few months, I've talked about him before. The guy who like I bought a bunch of candy for the office the day I left because he was this like candy Nazi who wouldn't let me buy oh, right. chocolate right. for people anymore. He was horrible. And it's like, I don't mind doing the things, like the kind of small work. Like, I know where I would be on the, um, what it's, what's the word I'm looking for, on the totem pole yeah. in that office. I know obviously yeah. being an admin assistant, receptionist, that's very low compared to like that guy who was the head of the company. But it's like, I still, I won't want to do these things for you if you treat me like shit. Right. Yeah. But I'm totally okay doing them. I don't have an issue knowing where I stand in the office. Yeah. If you are shitty to me, then I really don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, Relating emotional labor to your daily life. Emotional labor labor is a central aspect of our jobs and personal lives, but often goes unacknowledged. This can be an issue for those in positions with less power as they are expected to perform an inordinate amount of emotional labor without necessarily receiving anything in return. Learning about the various forms of, of emotional labor will help you recognize the role it plays in your everyday life and the emotional labor you may be unknowingly putting on others. Ooh, mm. that's, um, I guess I don't think about that. Yeah. Right. Emotional, I mean, that's a big part of relationships. Yeah. Think about like what you put others through emotionally. Yeah. I've had to do that for mm-hmm. sure. I think about that uh, 
with my friendships, but especially like my sisters, mm. because I. I like have to be careful because like, we are narcissists and this job is so stupid <laughs> and you get like so stressed out about dumb shit right. and you just like feel yourself complaining and getting wrapped up in your own stuff and then you kind of have to like step back and be like, okay, am I, am I needing too much reassurance right now? Mm. Like, is this, mm. am I an adult who can take care of myself maybe tonight? <laughs> maybe can I take a bath or yeah. watch a show? Uh, it does feel like easy to get sucked in. Yeah. Like real zoomed in in this job where you're like yeah. blinders on. You're just so in whatever's going on in your career. I feel like that happens to me a lot. Yeah. I feel like stand up and I'm, I look, I, I've i got lots of feelings about stand up, but it felt very cult like when I was in it. Yeah. You know, it's very yeah. culty. It's and it's some people are like, you know, it's not it's not like all negative, but it's like this weird thing that when you become a part of, it's like, OK, the normies don't understand how this works. Yeah. And it's like this really weird group think or whatever uh-huh, uh-huh. about the job and I'm sure like that's across the board with all kinds of different professions um, but it's like you know yeah. I don't know there's even just like weird lingo you gotta learn and like just all this stuff and like you know you gotta work your way up in certain ways and people don't really know the inner dynamics or the inner workings of how to kind of get certain places yeah it's very strange yeah hey don't sit at the table you know what i mean that right. kind of stuff it's like if you don't if you don't know stuff there's oh, like you yeah could, you could be making some really weird moves not knowing because in yeah. any other job it's probably not the case yeah and it's just a very strange it, it can is. be a very strange world oh very I, exciting and lovely but also very fucking weird yeah oh i mean talk about emotional labor i've had so many people and they're all dudes uh make comments to me or other people about like does taylor not like me or like you seem like kind of you know standoffish or whatever and i have really had to uh go out of my way to be more like you know outgoing and kind of like even just like softening my face more (laughs) and my whole feeling was like i'm staying out of people's way like i thought i was doing good Uh. emotional labor i was like i'm staying out of everyone's way nobody has to take care of me or say hi and i know where i stand on the totem pole like you said yeah and uh it was coming off as like oh taylor doesn't like people i said hi to Uh. and i thought like oh that's great and they're like does taylor hate me i'm like no like Uh, we were i was passing you in a hallway like i so i think there's something to be said for that too like being in uh a more artistic profession where people are very sensitive Mm, you kind of have to be even more like overly i think more so in la than anywhere else like you have to be very yeah yeah positive and uh yeah upbeat and i'm sure there are other jobs like that too where you know if you work it i'm sure if you work at like lululemon headquarters you got to be peppy and nice dude all i know is like from all the different jobs i have had it's like if uh it's a trickle down effect you know if up at the top of the food chain they're assholes then that's going to affect everybody you know below them that's going to affect the entire environment and like you know just bringing being able to like bring people together and having mutual respect in a work environment i feel like is the only way to have that, you know, positive positivity on a daily basis yeah. is knowing that you're heard, knowing that your supervisor has communicated with you, like you know, having all of that open communication and experiencing really negative job environments and really positive ones. It's really all about like respect and mutual, you know, and communication. Yeah. And I always, I have been yelled at at certain jobs, and I always thought it was so uncalled for only because i have supervised people and i've had to deal with certain issues as a supervisor and i have never once yelled at anybody i was always able to communicate what's important and what's not all this stuff 
with just talking to them like a human being. Yeah. yeah. So when I and I think especially in the entertainment industry, people somehow excuse like people yelling in a work environment. Yeah. And it's like for me that just shows very poor like you're just very immature it's immature it's yeah. immaturity like very yeah. poor communi- communication skills and it's like go gather yourself and then come back in and have a conversation like this yeah how much are you going to solve when you're screaming your head off it just it's very it's just weird to me i don't yeah. get yeah. it yeah 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 oh well emotional well, labor. my god if you're in a <laughs> shitty environment uh tell somebody about it you know yeah. tell a therapist tell hr do what you got to do and uh or it might be time to piece the fuck out mm-hmm. for sure uh we have an itunes review of the episode oh. thank you guys for continuing to um give us a five-star rating and review on itunes this is from sarah and saw she says i love this podcast i started listening to self-helpless about a month ago and i'm just about finished with all of the current episodes this podcast is very informative while keeping the energy light but respectful i love listening to it whenever i'm lounging around lounging around on the weekend sipping my tea i've learned so much from these talented beautiful independent and inspirational women keep up the good work oh thank you so much sarah so nice uh yeah leave us a review if you haven't yet and then get a chance to be shouted out on the show yeah it's so helpful um you guys have some hot segs yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's hear it (laughs) um i have a um like a, a defuck slash self-careless. Mm. So I got booked to do a show in um, Vermont, a college show. And um, I'm, I'm learning more and more that before I say yes to a college show offer, I really need to sit down on Expedia and figure out exactly what it takes yeah. to get my body to this show oh, on yeah. time and if it's worth it financially. So um, turns out as I was booking, I had already said yes and I, I – shouldn't have just for like what it took to get there um i woke up at 4 45 in the morning <sighs> drove an hour to lax flew from lax to boston and then once i got to boston had to run out of the airport go back through security at a different terminal oh my god to get on a flight um on an airline called cape air which <laughs> apparently Pete Davidson has a whole bit called Cape Air in his most recent um, hour special. I had no idea, but I Pete Davidson has an hour special, huh? Is it coming out? It's the one that came out like a year ago, I think. Oh, I didn't know he had a special. I didn't either. Yeah, on Comedy Central. Oh, okay. Um, So, uh, and people were DMing me about it after I posted about it on my stories. So, um, it's called Cape Air, and you don't see this when you're booking through Expedia, but they are nine seat puddle jumper planes nine seat oh my gosh you know what i have done that same getting to college shows okay yeah so i walk up to the counter and they ask me to weigh my bag but i just have a backpack with me and i'm confused i'm like i'm not checking there's like no 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 like we need to weigh the bag and i'm like okay so they weigh my backpack and then they go and then how much do you weigh (laughs) and i was like i'm sorry what (laughs) so they have to get everybody on the plane's weight to right. make sure it doesn't exceed the limit and then according to your weight they like jenga you 
onto the plane in a way that won't make it like nosedive. Right. And I'm just like, I'm looking at all the other passengers, the other eight passengers, and I'm like, we're using the honor system <laughs> to determine if we don't crash and burn yeah. over Vermont. Like, especially right after the holidays. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Nobody wants to be honest right now. Yeah. I don't feel secure about this. So we have to all give our weight. And then um, they put me and this girl in the back. They put Kane next to the pilot like kane was like the co-pilot sitting in the co-pilot seat (gasps) oh my god and right before we take off i didn't hear this but kane could hear it because he was right next to him the pilot gets on the radio and goes yep yeah i think we're all clear to go we were only a couple pounds under the limit so i mean it's almost would have been a problem what what kane heard that right before we took off the the pilot before we take off turns around to us and goes um Okay, so just a couple things about this. You know how, like, when you get on um, a plane, uh, they tell you to turn your phone to airplane mode, but it's, like, kind of doesn't matter. Well, with this, like, it does matter. Like, turn your phone completely off. Um, There was a girl last flight who didn't, and I couldn't hear the radio in my headphones. Oh, Like, it was interfering with the signals. God. <laughs> that is terrifying. So okay. again, he's got I'm, very poor bad bedside manners. Yeah, yeah. Again, oh I'm relying on these other strangers right. to follow the rules, follow and the rules, and not try and just like be on Instagram or whatever. Um, and then uh, apparently, also when we were in the air, Kane said that at one point the pilot like kind of frantically hit Kane's leg. <gasps> And what? Kane had to like move his knee over so that the pilot could reach over and pull a lever. What? <laughs> Fuck that. I'm, how long was this flight? An hour. An no. hour. No. An hour. Not like 15 minutes. A yeah. full hour like this. Yeah. Um, oh. So I did that, landed. This town did not. They had like two rental car places, both of which closed at 6 p.m. There were no flights that got there before 6 p.m. There's no Uber or Lyft in this town. Of course not. Um, we passed like three cemeteries between the <laughs> airport and the college. Literally, I was people like, go to what, die. What, this where is, am I? This is literally all I did. Oh, no. Twenty-one to twenty-three. By the way, oh, fucking these don't know how insane college. Standing. I don't. I almost died so many times. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Yeah, it's yeah, terribly unsafe. Yeah. So- Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go, look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So um, the guy who was coordinating the show agreed to, like I paid for a rental car over the phone and he agreed to pick up the keys for me before they closed and then drop me off at the rental car place. I get the rental (sighs) car get to the campus with 12 minutes before I have to go on stage. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then did 55 minutes to a group of like, I mean, I'm talking maybe 16 kids. Yeah. In this tiny, their tiny little cafeteria. um, And (laughs) went back to the hotel, slept, woke up, did the whole thing going back. Had to get back on a puddle jumper to fly back to Boston. Had a five hour layover in Boston. And then flew back to LAX. Oh, Jesus. And had the hour drive home. Oh. That, was, that was within a 
36 hour time frame oh that I did my that. God. That yeah, that's Oh my god, dude. It's yeah. <laughs> I just flew one of those planes recently for the first time over what was that? With Cam. In in somewhere in the Midwest. I can't even remember where we were going. But I thought it was a joke. Like when his yeah. parents were like, Oh, you're gonna have to weigh yourself and weigh the bags. I'm like, oh very funny. And uh-huh. then like, oh, oh shit, this is true. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think we were only on there for like 30, 45 minutes and it was really freaky. But then when we did land and like went through it, I was like, oh, you know, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> but the, your sounds really scary. Yeah. Like the pilot did not do any of that. Oh, with yeah. Us. They, he, was, he was very relaxed. Was it loud and freezing? Oh, my God. Well, loud and super hot. Oh, super, okay. super hot. Really loud. Um, The way back, fortunately, there was only like four of us. So I was less freaked out about the weight situation. But. It just, oh man. Also, you don't realize when you're on a, a big plane that there's a reason why you just get that tiny little window and that everything else is kind of, you don't, you're, you're not supposed to see everything is what I'm saying. <laughs> I saw way too much and yeah. uh, I just had to close my eyes. Like, what did you see? 30, um, well, you're just, you're very acutely aware how high up you are in the sky because oh. it's just like windows all around you as opposed uh-huh. to just your little right. thing. Right. Um, and then the dashboard it looked like a toy plane. Like, it looked yeah. like something I flew at Chuck E. Cheese when I was five. You don't like, want to be able to see into the cockpit. He was, oh. like, looking at a manual before we started. <gasps> what? No. Like, what? In, a, like in, like, a three-ring binder. No. What? And, like, writing things in pencil. I was no. like, okay. What? what century is this? He's like, I'm just finishing up my this. course. Right, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's, online pilots. <laughs> I have my learner's permit. That's why Kane's up here. Oh, my God. It wow. was. Yeah. Just, that's just awful. Really, yeah. like, really awful travel for sure yeah oh, i'm so like sorry that does not sound worth if it if you get Thank those you. offers just you know take a few days sit on it think yeah. about it really look into everything all the accommodations you gotta pick flights. a number you gotta yeah. pick a What's number and you go you? under this number no i way. don't do that I unless do it's that. local because yeah. yeah it's and we've talked about this before it's what number are you willing to fly across the country to just pick up a check yep and come back that yeah. kind of thing that's what it is because it, it's, it's barely so a show travel. yeah yeah you're distracting 15 children for yeah an hour. They also say, you know, with college gigs, you're not you're not supposed to really reference it being a bad show because they're they're often very bad. You know, it's, yeah. it's usually just like know. a small group of kids. Right. You're not supposed to make the kids feel weird or like shit on the campus. And I would going into I was like, why would I? I would never do something like that. And then this trip like broke me a little bit. Yeah. And um, <laughs> about halfway through, it was just you know it was going as well as it could for 16 kids. Yeah. And at one point, I had mentioned earlier in the set about the type of plane I flew getting in and how treacherous it was. And at one point, I just turned to Kane, who was sitting off of the stage, and I was like, you know what? I I think the plane crashed, and this is hell. <laughs> like, I think I think I'm dead. I think we're dead. Babe. <laughs> I think we're dead and this is hell and I could just feel like all the kids get really quiet. And I was like, ah, just kidding. You guys are great. It's, this is purgatory at least. I just, I was like, this is purgatory oh, at least. God. I couldn't get out of it. Oh, that's so funny. And I mean, they were like, they were fine, but I definitely was like, oh, this is what they're talking about not to do. I just hadn't been broken yet. Yeah, yeah. They I don't want you to break. I mean, I make fun of it, it can go either way is the thing. Yeah. Where, like, it either they, like, don't realize what you're doing and it makes everything weird. Uh, I did – the last college I did was in San Diego. 
and oh, beautiful. they had like a carnival going on in the back. It was like <laughs> it was like a huge auditorium full yeah. of like 800 kids. It was like and it was orientation week, which is not when you want to do it because it's a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds who oh, haven't boy. made friends yet who are just there for free pizza. Yeah. So in the back, everybody's getting free pizza and like getting caricatures drawn of them, literally. And you're up there like and I so many times I was just like I said things to that effect where because they weren't there were certain things they didn't get. I hadn't done a college in a long time and you have to really shift on a lot of stuff because they've never paid a bill a lot of the time. If you're doing like those orientation, I'm like, oh, a lot of you haven't had jobs yet. A lot of you haven't paid any bills. A lot of you a lot of you haven't even been in relationships. I hadn't been in a relationship at that point in college. And uh, a lot of your stuff doesn't work or it makes them uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. you just start going like, all right, well, screw you guys. Um, What do you know? And then you're like, okay, maybe it's not their fault. This isn't your fault. But I also am upset about this entire thing. You know what? College gig does have their shit together pretty well. UC Santa Barbara. Laughology. Shout out to Laughology. That's not even a college gig. That's just a fun show. That's just a good show. show. Yeah, Yeah, go to, you know, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. for free in Embarcadero Hall in Isla Vista, California, UC Santa Barbara. They put on a fucking great show there. They have great headliners come in. The students open for the headliners. That's where I did my first set ever. Uh, You know, I'm a Laughology alum. And I was like, you know, I've been, you know, I just feel like you hear about all these horror stories with college shows. Like, damn, you know what? Really good. Really good show. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's yeah, a different thing yeah, for yeah. sure. They also had very good founders who were actual, like they were, you know, comedians, comedians so they know yeah. how to set it up properly. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, my, my gosh. The fuck. Oh, that is self-care. That's, uh, the Cape, the Cape plane. The Cape Air. Cape Air. Damn you, Taylor. I have a treat yourself. Um, I was in, I have a few treat yourselves. I was in uh, Spokane this weekend, which was great. Um, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, and uh, I had my buddy Dustin Nickerson featuring for me, and he headlined on Sunday, and uh, was so good. And uh, he was the reason I, I spent, too much money this weekend because <laughs> i mean it's great to be on the road with dustin because we usually we like wake up whenever and then we go get like breakfast at 1 p.m and then yeah. we write and then we walk around whatever there is to do and uh spokane's in like such a great little area it's in like downtown so it's so cute I we know. went to atticus coffee like every day i bought a t-shirt like i was <laughs> so into it i'm like this place is the best did um, you want to boo radley's uh, I didn't. There, oh, okay. there were places we didn't even make it to. Oh my gosh! It was so cute. It's that toy it's a place. Really cool. Like just the coolest sort of shop ever. Oh. It yeah. has like a bunch of fun things. Yeah. I know we didn't make it over there, but hopefully, you know, they have me back. But it was. They also have talk about a candy drawer. They have a candy dresser, which I did not have any all weekend, and it was the hardest thing I've ever yes. done in my life. Because they have, like, king-size candy bars in, in a the, dresser. At a the comic size dress. Yes. They yes. have a gum drawer. They their have a Twix are, drawer. Their, gun, their green rooms are amazing. It's to call a comedy club, too. Insane. Yeah. yeah, I have to be there next month. It's dangerous. Yes. Um, I'm there this weekend. Yeah. God. It's, anyway. <laughs> but we... So, over the weekend, each day, we're there for three days. First day, he's like, we should go to Nike. So, we go to Nike. I buy Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're awesome and i'm like okay well that's all we're gonna do this weekend and the next day he's like we gotta go he's like i want to go to lululemon and i'm like i've never been to lululemon and oh i should boy. never go back in to lululemon i've I never buy. been there either oh my Is gosh once you start you'll, you'll never it, go it's back it's like yoga plant, <sighs> yoga pants it's and best. it's everything i got this jacket there i was gonna say that's is very that jacket cute. New? i love that jacket. it is new it's from lululemon everything just fits perfectly yeah. so i got this i got another white jacket and it, 
then like I had to stop myself from getting anything else. I got some scrunchies. Yeah. Um, I and love that jacket. I love it. It's so form fitting. It's so good. It's just like everything you have, but like a better version. Uh-huh. I didn't buy any pants or anything because I'm like, it's that I can get other places. It's fine. But I know they're better quality than everything else. Um, so I did those two yeah. things. And then also uh, the hotel's really nice. Like it's just lovely. Uh, and oh, we saw Birds of Prey after a show. Oh, how was it? It's so fun. You have to see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh awesome. my God. You will love it so much. This is uh, Harley Quinn. Crush. It's the new Harley Quinn movie, oh. which I someone posted on somewhere that it wasn't like doing that well box office wise, and I think it's because Suicide Squad was so bad that everybody thinks I it's like going to be bad. I think it bombed pretty hard it, at the box office, right? Suicide Squad. Yeah. It, Suicide Squad was pretty pretty rough. That was movie. Cam. That was our first. This my first one's date. so fun. <laughs> <Okay>. Was it? <laughs> that was my first date with Cam was seeing Suicide. But there was so there was also so much hype around it. Like yeah, the trailer was so true. good. This one's so good. Okay. It's so fun. You will love it. Okay. Um, I'm excited. Is Margot Robbie in it or somebody else? It's Margot Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah, the whole time. And she's so good. Yeah. And uh, so we saw that and we got like dark chocolate from like Rocky Mountain. We Mm -hmm. got like, we then like, (laughs) oh, you went to Rocky Mountain. It was so great. Yeah. (laughs) It was so nice. It was a great weekend. It was like one of my favorite places in the entire world is Rocky Square. Oh. It's really nice. Cute. I got to go to this place. I thought about you the whole time. I was like, oh, I see why Kelsey wants to move back here yeah, and like, like not want to live places. in LA yeah, yeah. oh I'm Cute. so glad you go there finally yeah. that's so nice uh, I guess my good shit is Cam and I found a wedding venue, so that's good. Yay. Love it. Uh, very, very happy about that. I was real stressed. I was just stressing out about like, where is this fucking thing going to be? When is it? Can we just like find something and pick a date? Yeah. And so we, this is the third place we looked at, and we're both like, yeah, yeah, great, let's do it. Uh, what a Here's bride the- you are! Just, like, What's this fucking place going to be? <laughs> I was just so ready. I just, I, you know, I'm going to have fun planning my wedding. I, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I just, I, I don't want it to consume the next year of my life. I just have no interest in doing that. I want to get the venue set up, send out the emails that need to be sent, send out my evites, and fucking relax until yeah. closer to the wedding. <laughs> then there we go. <laughs> so, so wedding, yeah. That, so we found the venue. Very happy about that. And um, I would say... That's my biggest good shit. Another good shit. Um, Cam and I got, I think I told you guys, we got a, a house cleaner, which is oh. just the best game nice. changer. Great investment. Um, like yeah. once a month? Uh, once a month or once every other month, depending on like what we need. But once she was done, we're like, oh, our apartment's never been clean. This We've been living in filth. <laughs> oh, uh, your apartment's have, so we, clean. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. When she wow. was done with it, it was, everything is sparkling. I mean, Ooh. I didn't even know that they could get, it could get that nice. So um, I'm very happy about that because like I, um, you know, the way that Cam and I have kind of worked out our like chores and like, you know, all that stuff. I do the, the cleaning like the, most of it and and so like for me to like deep clean the apartment once a month it would probably take me eight hours like I and I'm not very good at it like there's things I miss and yeah man that's just it's so nice to have that taken care of and like yeah yeah be able to kind of put that time and energy into to some other stuff so awesome that's great that's been nice that's great yeah Hell those yeah. are my good shits Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode comes out on Monday, February 24th. Um, okay. At that point, I will have been to Tacoma Comedy Club. So thank you to all the helpsters that came out. I'm sure it was awesome to see you guys. Um, I'm going to be headlining Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin, March 5th through the 7th. And then Go Bananas in Cincinnati, March 19th through the 22nd. Um, 
And then Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids, April 9th through the 12th. Uh, and Spoken Comedy Club, May 7th through the 9th. So go to KelseyCook.com for tickets and tour dates. Great. And then uh, this weekend, I am at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. It'll uh, be so fun. I love that club. Really? It's such a great time. Like I Really? The people oh, working God. there are the best. They they treat you so well. Uh, it's just, a, it's a great time. How it's are a the great crowds? Because it's still it's Vegas. Vegas. So it's <laughs> like the club has super high ceilings, which sometimes like acoustically doesn't feel as nice mm-hmm. as some other places. But um, But like people are nice and great. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I I always dread going to Vegas just because oh. Vegas crowds are so touristy. Yeah. Um, That's although hard I to guess peg. like yeah, I guess like the store and the cellar now too are like pretty touristy. Um, but yeah, there's something about Vegas. I think I just like I did the Laugh Factory for a couple years, and that's like really touristy. And then yeah. uh, the cellar's pretty good. But yeah, I haven't have done Jimmy time. Kimmel yet. You have a great time. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, so that's the 27th through uh, March 1st. My Netflix special comes out <gasps> March 3rd. Yes, so excited. <laughs> um, and then uh, March 5th through 7th, I am at Hilarities in Cleveland. Uh, the 8th through 15th, I'm going to be doing spots in New York. Uh, people keep messaging me about when I'm going to be in New York. I'm not headlining there anytime soon, but that is, uh, I am back and forth all the time doing spots. And then I'm at the La Jolla Comedy Store the 19th through 21st. That's awesome. And if this is the 24th, that means my Thriving Artist course is officially out. Finally. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking excited, you guys. (laughs) This is basically an online course that walks you step by step um, through everything that you need to know to start a product-based business. So if you make anything, whether it's baked goods or candles or you paint on stuff or make jewelry, um, I basically reveal all the secrets on exactly what I did in order to make enough money doing Dicks by Delaney, which is my product-based business, and uh, like basically how I was able to leave my day job to do it full-time. I share a lot of personal information and mistakes so you can avoid them, and I just walk you through everything, picking a product and packaging and social media and marketing and finance and legal and you know diversifying your income and all that, and it's just very, very simple steps. It's it's I can't stress that enough. We don't get into anything crazy. It's like anybody can just do this, use these templates, you know, copy and paste type of shit. Um, So yeah, you don't need like an MBA or to be a, you know, social media wizard or anything like that crazy. So check it out, DelaneyFisher.com. You can also find it in the link in my Instagram bio at DelaneyFisher. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. There's also going to be a special offer, a limited time offer for a one-on-one call with me as well if you purchase the course in the first uh, few months of the launch. So yeah. I'm excited. Yay! Good shit happening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Spirit hands. (laughs) All right. uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. 
Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.